now here's the news. Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon. Hey, this is Dave. Hey, this is Russell Owen, writer director of Shepherd, and you are tuned into PVD Horror. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the PPD Horror Podcast. I'm Brandon and I'm joined by Dave and a special guest, writer, director, David Liz. Thanks for Yo. joining us again, man. I think you might be the first person that came on to the podcast twice as a special guest. Um, the first yeah. episode was back in our first season uh, in October 2021. Wow. So welcome back to the show, man. It's it was all the way back then. I mean, it felt like it was the other day, October 2021. <laughs> yeah, wow, maybe. that's crazy, man. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Thank you for accepting my uh my 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 begging, my groveling <laughs> to come back. I appreciate that. <laughs> nah. But I have a very good reason yes. why I needed to come back. Yes, okay. you do. And that's because yeah. first of all, you guys were the first podcast to host me to allow me to talk about my movie, The Welder. And yep. <laughs> now finally, it's going to come out. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what I hear is that this episode is being released on the day it comes out. So it's, yeah. it's yes. quite amazing and, and very exciting. So yeah. that's crazy. October t- 2021 mm-hmm. to today. Yeah. yeah, 2023. This is insane. Crazy. Season. Yeah, yeah. Season you know, one. Now you're on season three. We just can't. This is nuts, <laughs> guys. The thing is, this like um, the movie has changed quite a bit since you guys oh. first saw it back in the okay. day. Yeah, so it's actually kind of like a. It's not. I mean, it's the same movie, but it's it's a little bit different now. Uh, oh. It's shorter. It's tighter. All the fat is gone. All mm. the, I mean, I really. Uh, went out of my way to listen to what viewers were were saying. So I sent this movie out to, you know, friends, family, uh, people in the film industry. And I got a lot of feedback. And um, if there were patterns, mm-hmm. I saw I kept getting the same notes. I addressed it because yeah. I am not like this um, all seeing uh, benevolent, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. filmmaker mm-hmm. that thinks my film is perfect no matter what i i hey hey man this is my first movie i'm listening to everybody and i want to make sure that my film is as strong as it could possibly be so it's changed a lot i i I want to send it to you guys again actually you could see it today okay february 24th the day it's released actually you guys could see it today the day that i (laughs) you and i are filming this yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) whatever it's hard to like sort of project i know yeah. <laughs> I I heard is this a rumor but I heard that it went from being a horror film to like with the most recent edits now it's a romantic comedy is this uh yeah you know it went <laughs> from horror and then it had like a little stint as a porno but then we went yeah. back to romantic <laughs> comedy and then we, it up. yeah we went back to we went back to horror <laughs> that was uh, too much too much guys yeah, let's get yeah, it back yeah, it here too much we had to like film more stuff we didn't have money to uh, I, too let much. me let me ask you a question about that. So was there anything that you decided to cut out that was really hard for you? And you don't have to like give mm. descriptions if it's uh like a spoiler. You know, there were yeah, actually there is a scene 
that has been completely removed. It's towards the beginning of the movie. And it's actually a very funny scene. Mm-hmm. Every time people saw this part of the movie, they laughed. And it was a scene where Elisa and Ro, they're walking through the property. And yeah. Dr. Godwin is sort of like guiding them through. And he's giving them sort of like the spiel. This property was built in a hundred years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of like talking crap about it. And like how yeah. dirty yeah. it looks. And then Ro starts saying, oh, you know, because they're supposed to go out to ride some horses. And he starts saying, oh, I hope I could ride this a stallion. I want to like, you know, really ride a horse and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then when they get to the stables, he's given a pony. And for some reason, that was really funny. People loved it. And it was yeah. kind of hard to cut it, but yeah. it was fat. Like it didn't really move the story forward. It sure. slowed the pacing down. And heck, that took like a few hours to film. Yeah. When you film a movie in nine days, a few hours is a lot of time, right? You can film yeah. a lot in a few hours. So it was hard to cut, but you know what? This is the thing. People just kept saying that they weren't connecting to it, that it was slowing down. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, the movie is the baby and the baby needs its milk and the baby needs to be taken care of. And if somebody says that the baby, it's got a, like a thing in its eye, I'm going to pull that thing out. And uh, you know, uh, that's the, that's my approach. That's my philosophy. I want to, make it as strong as I, I, I look this is an indie film done with limited funds and we compensated for that by spending a lot of time in post-production listening mm-hmm. to viewers and making the film what it is today yeah, yeah. if that baby is getting too fat you got to cut the fat off that baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah 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 no, what you do? that's the sequel yeah man so this film has been doing well in festivals congrats on winning the best feature at the spooky empire festival thank you what was it like being able to travel all around screening this film oh man it was great it was a a, quite an experience um you know i like being on set yeah i like working with actors i like getting dirt underneath my fingernails like being there for 12 hours and 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 holding the camera and just feeling like exhausted at the end of the day but going to screenings it gets my heart racing and like my palms sweaty and mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a nerve-wracking experience for that. me <laughs> but i but you know it's it's fun cuz you get people sort of validating you hey you know your film is great or whatever mm-hmm. and as as a filmmaker as an artist I think a lot of artists can relate to this. We're just incredibly insecure. Um, and so when somebody tells you that they like your work, well, thank you. Uh, yeah. I will take more of that, please. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me more, give me uh, more, yeah. give me, give me more. <laughs> no, I, I always say this is like making something and putting it out for people to see is like the most vulnerable feeling in the world like you literally feel like oh my god someone could tear me to shreds right now and i'm just gonna i'm gonna crumple in front of everybody so when you actually get that positive feedback it's it's like one of the best feelings in the world definitely yeah because you put so much time effort trust in the process belief in yourself you know there you which you have to have because you're you're taking on such a, a a big task making this film so when people say that they like, and then also when you're editing, you second guess yourself every step of the way. Like, oh, mm. should I get rid of this? Should I not? Like, yeah. and you're so connected to the content. It's hard for you to step back and not be biased. So mm-hmm. um, 
when you have other people that have are seeing this project for the first time and they're enjoying it, it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's let's take a little step back because I think we got too excited and we just kind of like jumped right into it for sure. the viewers, you know, that are new listeners, they probably um, haven't heard about the film or know what this is about. Can you kind of like give the listeners like the backdrop of the story and everything yes. like what it's about? I've been hyping this movie up like as if all the viewers already know about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, like what the fuck is <laughs> he talking, talking about? about? <laughs> what is a welder? <laughs> Hey, my uncle's a welder. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> he's not that scary. Uh, uh, well, look, the, 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 the long and short of it is the welder is a story about a young couple who go to a ranch getaway, kind of like a little vacation, and they're confronted with this evil doctor, basically, who is trying to cure racism um, by, I don't want to say too much, but by trying to weld society together. (laughs) You know, uh, I think think that that says a little bit, but there's so much more. Beautiful right there. (laughs) Analogy is like so fitting and people will understand it when they see it. Yep, exactly. And so the thing with the welder too is i mean the uh, the concept and i don't remember if i spoke about this last time did i tell you guys where the concept for the welder came from refresh my memory because I, I can't remember it yeah point. so manny delgadillo who's a co-writer mm-hmm. him and i were throwing ideas back and forth what do we want to make the next script about what do we want so we knew we wanted to do horror and we knew we wanted to tell a, a story that was socially conscious and so we thought to ourselves what can't like like what's the catalyst like how can we you know bring these ideas together in a way that makes sense it's cohesive like who's our villain and manny tells me you know what there's nothing like a childhood trauma <laughs> and he's like when i was a kid i uh i used to go to the shop my my dad had a welding shop and he, sometimes he had extra work to do. So he'd go on the weekend and Manny would sit down, watch TV while his dad was over in the corner welding. And sometimes when his dad was feeling a little, a little uh, comical, he'd turn off all the lights and he'd hide in a corner and he'd be wearing the whole thing, the mask, the, the jacket, and he'd hold the torch. And then Manny would be walking around saying, Daddy, daddy, where are you? <laughs> and then his dad would pop up and he had the torch blown at full blast. And you know, that image yeah. just yeah. burnt into now uh, Manny's mind. And I'm like, man, the welder, he welds things together. Yeah. That's unity. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> you got it. That's it right there. We got it. <laughs> now, has Manny's father watched this film yet? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Manny's dad, you know, he's a little older now and uh he doesn't really speak English. No, but no. he he understands the you know, us Latino, we are, are Latinos uh from Hialeah, which is the most Latino part of Miami. Yeah. Uh our parents don't speak any English. <laughs> <I got her. laughs> so, 
So uh, we have to like translate line by line. <laughs> uh, it sounds exhausting, but yeah, yeah, glad they got to see it. <laughs> I'm so happy for subtitles, like Netflix yeah. or like just like Spanish dubbing. Netflix yeah. has just like been a total game changer. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have to be the family translator anymore. <laughs> you know, why don't we just play a board game tonight, guys? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, so, so that that's that's where the concept came from. You know, and one of the things that struck me about this film, and I think people are going to love this aspect of it, it's a beautifully shot film. Like, you know, you're talking about an indie film and you're saying on a lower budget, but when people watch it, that's not the vibe they're going to get. And I'll never forget the first day that I I saw the trailer before we even spoke. I I caught the trailer and I was like, wow. No, actually, no, you reached out or or somehow we got in contact. Yeah. You sent the trailer. And we have the similar names and that that's line. right. Yeah. That's right. And you sent the trailer and I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And the film is beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, the things that you were able to do on a lower budget are amazing. I, I'm very excited to watch the, the newly edited version um, just to see like, you know, how much it's been able to evolve since we got to see it in 2021. But it, I mean, people are, I think are really going to love like, so many aspects of this film yeah thank you thank you thank you so much dave um yeah filming it was making it look good was very important to me i've seen a lot of indie films where they just uh put cinematography to the side and it just takes me out of it i think suspension of disbelief is very important when you're watching a film that looks a little bit too um gritty per uh, for lack of a better word it's harder to get into it it's harder to see the 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 saving graces in the film and so i just didn't want the cinematography to be a distraction i wanted it to look pretty uh within the con like within the scope of our budget mm-hmm. Because obviously we could have made it look even prettier if we had more money. But maybe that'll be the next movie. Yeah. Um, but but that that was important. Yeah. And 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 thank you for that. It was difficult, man. You know, I was directing and doing camera. So it was uh, I was being pulled in so many directions. But yeah, that was that was um I look back at that time with a lot of fondness and I just also remember how much my back hurt at the end of each day <laughs> holding the camera. <laughs> but we did it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh back in March, you announced that you signed with uh Terra Films. What what was that partnership like? How's it been so far? Oh man, I'll tell you one thing. Distribution is one heck of a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. So Making a film is one animal. Distributing a film is a completely different animal. So we were approached by dozens of different distributors over the last couple of years. And we just kept hitting a wall with each one for different reasons. Some of them wanted to hold our film for 10 years. Mm. Some of them wanted to... um put our film like in a catalog with a bunch of other, like hundreds of other films. So our um, understanding was that 
a lot of these are just aggregators. They try to collect as many films as they can. And then they basically throw everything against the wall and see which one sticks. Yeah. And if yours doesn't stick, you're screwed. And now they have you by the balls for five years or more. So mm-hmm. we were just not going to do that. We wanted the film to be seen. We could not allow our film to be shelved. Whether people love it or hate it, that's irrelevant to me. But I want them to have an opportunity to see it. Yeah. And when we got approached by Terror, after we go to Rain Dance, they find us. They hit us up. And what I like about them is that they're more of a boutique distributor. They don't take hundreds of films a year. They take 20-something films a year, and they focus on each film. Each film needs to make them money or they can't keep the lights on. And I like that. Mm -hmm. So that's that that was uh kind of like what sold me with terror films and they're just really nice mm-hmm. you could send them an email they'll respond to you right away cool. they keep you pretty much out of the dark when it comes to what's the next step and they cover a lot of things too they do a lot of promotion on their own mm-hmm. they cut a new trailer that trailer that's on the uh instagram right now that's that was cut by them it's very similar to the original but they did a lot of new little things which i really liked so yay for terror films man and any filmmaker out there please i beg of you study a little bit about distribution learn about it because if you want to have your film out there you're going to need to navigate those waters and there's a lot of sharks in there yeah well, you're in good company because they have all the Hell House LLC films over there, too, you know? Yeah. And um, also, I, I noticed they, they got you into the Rue Morgue magazine and everything like that. So, they did. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's that's good. Part They've been getting us to a lot of magazines and getting us reviews, yep. getting us on different podcasts. Actually, I was just on a radio thing earlier today. So it's like building up. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, they, they got me busy, which I, I hey. Get go. me busy. Get yeah. me busy. I want to I want to talk about this movie. I want to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're great. They're great. I, I don't think people actually understand that, like, if you do it right and if you do the festival route, the the span of time that goes by before a movie actually gets released. I know that we've kind of seen this experience yeah. with uh, local some local friends of ours that have the movie Death Drop Gorgeous. They did the oh. festival route and for them to by, by the time they finished the film to when it actually is was like fully released was like quite a bit of time. And I don't think yeah. the general public understands that. Nice. So like when we were talking about in October 21, you know, it's the film was done, but like it's only getting released now. Like, what's that like for you? I mean, I, I got to imagine you must be like, I just want everyone to see this. Yeah. Like, I got to be patient. Right. Yeah, it's really a disheartening experience. I'm not going to lie. Like there have been moments where it's just very frustrating. You want the film to be out there already. And um, you almost feel like a phony, if I'm going to be fully honest. So people are like, hey, you're making you made a movie, right? Yeah. And where can I see it? Oh, you can't see it. Yeah. But didn't you do it like two years ago? Yeah, but it's not yeah. out yet. Like, did you really make a movie? Yeah, I <laughs> promise. I made a movie. It's just you know, the process or whatever. Um, so, yeah, to me, it's just an inc- 
incredibly exciting time just to have it out there, to have people ask me about the movie. And then I can say, yes, and point <laughs> them in the direction of Amazon or Tubi or whatever other platform yeah. it's going to be on. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it. let me tell you, man, there have been some dark days. And you start questioning is this movie ever going to be released? Am I going to be able to make another movie? Hey, I'm being completely open on this podcast right now. Yeah, I haven't said this on any other podcast. This is, <laughs> there you go. I appreciate <laughs> it. No, but that's, I mean, you what you're saying is what I kind of sometimes can sense from other filmmakers too. Um, you know, they're talking about a film that was done years ago and it's finally getting its release. And like, for some of them, I've actually almost been able to sense it's like, so it feels like so long ago for them they're trying to like channel back like stories and recollections of something that like they've already mentally moved on to other projects right Uh, but like you know so i mean i'm ultimately i'm just glad for you that like you're getting this moment finally because you know i'm sure it's it's been exciting an exciting process to do the festivals and everything but i can't imagine what this like actual release must feel like (laughs) amazing it is just like what i've been waiting for and once the welder is out, I feel like I can, I can sleep better at night, knowing that like something that I did is now in the ether, yeah. and it can continue to uh, entertain, scare, gross out whatever <laughs> audiences <laughs> all over the world because it's getting a worldwide release. So yeah, as far as I'm, my understanding is they're doing like subtitles and different languages and um uh dubbing in different languages so there's this is going to be out you know it's not getting a proper theatrical release but hey in 2023 what movies are making money in the unless you're avatar you know <laughs> what movies are making money in theaters nowadays yeah yeah which no, is sad can. right i think yeah. are you gonna guys you guys gonna do any like physical copies like vhs or anything like that because a lot of people open to that now yeah manny and i have been talking about a lot of people there's like the big community of vhs collectors and my the answer for me is if there is a demand then i will definitely do it because i feel like this movie would do really well Mm -hmm. uh, as a vhs tape like i could see like the cover being really cool and retro Mm -hmm. and yeah um yeah i i would i would love to put it on a vhs um people aren't into blu-rays anymore right (laughs) yeah i think they're still into it but yeah it's better to be a little bit more retro yeah vhs (laughs) so um you know we talked a little bit about the inspiration and you talked about how like the welder idea one of the things that you know people are going to immediately kind of recognize too is that connection to uh frankenstein right yes. there's like that's a big that's a big theme of this yes um so who came up with with that aspect of it and uh, like you know i'm i lined up on my frankenstein vhs right here just, nice. just for this for this nice. episode so, um, <laughs> I, I i do love frankenstein but like yeah. yeah where did that come from and whose whose connection to frankenstein was it Dave, that's a great question. Um, Manny and I both love Frankenstein. We've seen every iteration of Mary Shelley's book. Yeah, we pay homage to the to the uh, story in our film. Doctor William Godwin 
who is one of the main characters in the welder that that name is mary shelley's grandfather's name we wikipedia okay. that you know <laughs> yeah yeah um we have an igor type character in uh in the welder so we just love that film we knew we wanted to pay homage to not only the slow burn horror films of the 70s but the even older uh classical horror stories we were throwing around oh should we like do a nod to like nosferatu you know uh, the, the, the vampire thing is a kind of like like not gonna this is like when we were first conceptualizing because yeah, yeah. we wanted to have like an archetypal story that we could sort of structure our story around mm-hmm. and and you know we just we just love both of us are huge fans of frankenstein and i think it's it came from it came from both of us like really i yeah i don't even um i don't know who said it first to be honest but we we just both love love frankenstein so much and we've we've been fans ever since i mean it's it's one of those things where like when you're a kid you watch like the cartoons uh, they they have on like during halloween and stuff about frankenstein and and then you find out that there's there's all these movies and then you find out that there's a book and and then uh, uh, you you start learning more about the writer and uh, anyways it, it's a perfect film to connect to your film because as right. you mentioned you wanted to highlight you know some like so, uh like social issues that you right. wanted to uh, address and Frankenstein actually does address some as well, but in like this, the guise of, you know, this, this novel, but there's a lot of themes in Frankenstein, like feeling other, you know, being outside right. of man, you know, the, everybody else and also like abandonment and all this, all these other themes. So it was cool that you took a story that already had was so rich in, in its themes and you kind of, you know, integrated the themes of today into Absolutely. your. Absolutely. That's exactly right, Dave. And, um, Another thing now that just popped into my mind, um, I was transported back to the the writing sessions that we would have. Manny, Javi, and I, Javi is the, another co-collaborator. We'd go to this Cuban restaurant on the corner and have uh, Cuban uh, croquetas and uh, uh, toasted Cuban bread. And it was uh, the old ladies there loved us. They'd ask us, <laughs> when is your movie going to come out? When are you making your movie? <laughs> but anyways... Um, I think one of the reasons we chose Frankenstein too was because of the whole thing where like Dr. Frankenstein is putting the monster together with, you know, body parts and all this. And it just like sort of made sense. It just kind of like fit together so perfectly. It was, yeah. uh, But yeah, yeah. That, that so many, so many good reasons to, to choose that. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, like I know when you start first starting the project, you get all these ideas, everything's rushing out. You're like, I want to put a little bit of this. But like, I like that you guys ended up settling on. Well, let's just go with this structure because this is obviously not the uh, final project you guys are hopefully going to work on. So my next thing is, you know, what are your future plans for horror films or the whole? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, so. If there's a demand, we will do the welder too. I knew it. I was gonna say that. I was gonna ask it specifically. You said it in 2021. You did yeah, say yeah. it. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. it again. Yeah, yeah. 
And we already have the story completely outlined. We know exactly what's going to happen. So that's like ready to go if the demand is there. However, if the demand is not there, we have another movie Mm -hmm. called Grandma. Now, check this Mm -hmm. out. It's (laughs) basically a horror film about the worst parts of Alzheimer's. And, you know, Manny, his grandmother in the last few years of her life was suffering with Alzheimer's. My grandmother suffered with Alzheimer's for 10 years. So this is a very personal story to both of us. Like we both experience what it's like to be the person caring for somebody with Alzheimer's, seeing them decline. But what is it like to be inside the mind of somebody dealing with this disease and how terribly scared and I mean, what what a, what a terrible situation to be in. I remember my grandmother would say sometimes out of nowhere, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And she just starts shaking. I'm afraid. And I don't know what's going on in her head. She can't tell me. Yeah. But man, it's just scary. And it's like another social thing, right? It's it's we mm-hmm. want to continue telling stories that are socially relevant. And also we want to be tactful with this because we don't want it. This is very, people are caring for their parents or grandparents mm-hmm. or dealing with this disease. So mm-hmm. we don't want to like make light of it, but we definitely are going to take the concept, our horror concept and wrap it around the yeah. aspect of the, 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 I guess the decline mostly. Yeah. And the pers- from the perspective of the person going through it i i witnessed my my grandmother also um passed from alzheimer's as well yeah and it it was sad it's it's very sad watching it it's fascinating too some of the aspects of it yeah. um you know towards the end it was almost like she was living in her childhood mm, and yeah. she like started to talk about a sister who passed away that uh, like a little baby sister who passed away that none of us even knew she had. And I was like, that is amazing. Like, and it was like, she was there. It was, it was such an interesting, but like, you know, like you said, it's, it's sad and you know, it's in imagining it. So it's, it's actually kind of fueled me to like learn more about it and stuff like that. And, you know, at my, at my work, I do some trainings on it just because I find it so fascinating and it's hard for people to, being a caregiver for someone with Alzheimer's is taxing and it's stressful, but yeah, imagine being is. that person with it. Oh my God. Horrible. Yes. One of my wife's yeah. uh, family members is also like, has that now, you know, and then you just like, I seen her last year from now. It's just, you know, like you said, Dave, like just all the changes and everything that they go through and it's hard to see, you know, and some family members, you know, like her father, like, you know, it's hard. Because it's like she's kind of on that decline now. And it's like he just wants to remember her when she was like doing well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like he's like, I, I've seen her. And I, it's kind of hard for me to kind of like go now and try to see where she's at. So I think that would definitely be like a like a great film for you to kind of like go and do. You know what I mean? Because it, it will hit home with a lot of different people and then go off with the welder, too. You know what I mean? I think that that film would like stand out so much for you. As a director, I agree. I agree. I agree, Brendan. And, you know, I think that also giving space between the first one and the second welder 
It gives time for people. Like, cause look, the reality is we don't know what's going to happen with the welder. We don't know if it's going to never do anything or maybe it's going to sit for a few months or a few years. And then all of a sudden, sometimes this happens, right? It just like somebody notices it and then it, it can blow up at that point. Or, hey, it might blow up from the very beginning. I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah. I'm I'm just going to give it time. And, I'll, I, you know, it'll, it'll exist in the ether and people <laughs> will discover it little by little. And hopefully word of mouth will get out. And in the meantime, we'll be doing grandma. We'll release yeah. that one. And then who knows? In a couple of years, the welder too might be something people want want to see and we'll be ready we'll, awesome. we got the bullet in the chamber there you go. <laughs> ready to go <laughs> ready to go hey man i just want to say thank you again because last time you was on the podcast you kind of gave me that heads up of uh universal horror nights because that was my first time going and you was oh, like yeah. <laughs> are you getting the fast pass and i was like no nah, i just got the regular ticket you're like get the fast pass and i'm like did you okay. get it I, I got the fast pass. And then when I was in line looking at everybody else standing in line for two hours <laughs> for um for one of the rides, I was just like, oh man, I got I I was able to go through like every house, you know. So I was like, should make a shirt saying, listen to Dave Liz. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Brandon, I'm telling you, man, I would never go to Halloween Horror Nights without the fast pass. You yeah. might see three houses. Those lines yeah. are ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know what it is? To spend a hundred bucks on a ticket and then you just stand there like sweating because usually it's hot and like <laughs> you just like and then you're going through the house for like one or two minutes, however long it is. No, yeah. no, no. You have to. I'm so glad you listened to me, Brendan. You're welcome. Yeah. You're and then it welcome. came, then it came full circle because you know what the coolest house was that I have seen? The Frankenstein one? one, the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, that one yeah. was tight. Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Because that was probably like the only time like I, I probably got scared through any of the houses because the Frankenstein was just so stiff, it looked fake, and he's yeah. like so big and he just moved and he came in front of me. Yeah. What the f- <laughs> like, Definitely. But, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That that was a good one. That was a good house. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't go last year, but I'll probably go this year. All right. Yeah, last year I was busy doing um, life things. I got married. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Uh, moved into a new place and all that. So it's um, it's now like 2023. It's time to focus back on the next yeah. project. And <laughs> and, uh, and awesome. I'm excited for it, you know? Awesome, man. So we'll see you again. When either Grandma or Welder Two comes out, all right, okay, or all when right, you know, whatever, yeah, at any point. But yeah. in the meantime, keep in touch with us. You know, make sure you you just kind of like let us know how things are going because you know this is this is something we want to continue to kind of be able to track and see how things are going for you, man. So make sure you uh, you keep in touch with us and come back with anything else. For sure. Wouldn't it be crazy if like the movie blows up and you guys are like the first podcast I was ever on? Like you guys, (laughs) you discovered me. That would be awesome. But I I honestly, I can't wait for this, uh, this release. I'm very, I'm like just very happy for you, man. And um, you. you know, it's, it's awesome that you thought of us to, you know, to kind of promote this again and to come back on here. So thank you for that. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you again for allowing me to share my movie, um, allowing me to ramble for <laughs> for for, well, for an episode uh, and <laughs> and uh, sharing me with your audience. Thank you so much, fellas. I really do appreciate y'all. No problem. No problem. 
Everybody check out The Welder. It's out today. If you're listening today when this is released, February 24th, um, it will be out on streaming platforms. We're thinking all of them or most of them. Or- For sure, Amazon and Tubi and the others are to be determined. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know which ones which other ones but I was confirmed for sure Amazon and Tubi. We're always oh. we're always pushing people on Tubi so yeah. that's that's good that'll be Hey, there. they're coming up. Tubi's coming up man. They were on the Super yeah. Bowl commercial yeah. and all that. <laughs> yeah. They're going mainstream. Exactly. So. Just in time for the welder. <laughs> that's what it was all about. <laughs> that's why I had to wait so long. Yeah. I had to wait for Tubi to do a commercial on the Super Bowl. Exactly. Everyone need, everyone needed to be talking about Tubi yeah, before the yeah, welder came yeah, out. Yeah. So. For sure. All right, man. Thank you so right. much. And Thanks, uh, fellas. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate y'all. We'll talk right. soon. We'll talk soon. Yep. Sounds good, man. All Thank right. You Thank you. And everyone have a good night. Game over. You lose.